Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We are so glad you're here. We've got a great topic today and a wonderful guest that we'll get to in just a moment. But first, I want to invite you, my listener friends, to check out a brand new resource that we've created as Lifeway Kids in partnership with Lifeway Students. It is called Hi-Fi, and you can find it at myhifi.com, M-Y-H-Y-F-I.com. There you'll find all kinds of information information about our study plan, where we will be teaching preschoolers, kids, and students about who they are because of who God is. It's all about finding identity in Christ. And you can find out more and get free sample sessions that you can check out at myhifi.com. Go, go check it out. You will not be sorry. Speaking of not being sorry, I'm really not sorry that we've invited our next guest back again. Her name is Stephanie Chase. She leads kids ministry at Champion Forest Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. Stephanie Chase, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Chuck. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. You are happy always. I'm not sure I've ever seen an unhappy Stephanie Chase. When my ice cream bowl gets empty, I'm not real happy. (laughs) Well, today, as a happy person who, and you are a very positive, enthusiastic uh, person, even we have to have some difficult conversations sometimes. And not everyone always gets along. And so sometimes we as leaders, especially in leadership, we have to be able to handle some hard conversations sometimes. That could be with a parent. It could be with a volunteer. It could be with someone else on staff. And so it's really good for us to be well-equipped as leaders in how to have and how to handle difficult conversations when they arise. And so some of that, Stephanie, is because sometimes people are just different than us. And it's not necessarily that they're trying to be difficult. It could just be that we are different in ways that make it a little hard for us to communicate well. And so we really need to have a strategy and a plan for how we will approach and address those kind of situations. Is that right? I totally agree, Chuck. I can remember years ago when I took my first personality test, And I learned all these things about myself. I was like, what? I mean, I recognize those things in myself, but I didn't really realize and understand those things, strengths and weaknesses, because we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And that involves everybody in the world. Every person has strengths and they have weaknesses. And we're all wired a different way with a different personality, you know, whether it's you do DISC or Enneagram or whatever you look at, it's clear that we all kind of approach life differently with our own personalities. Well, and there are some people just in my, and this is, again, uh, we are all different, right? And I think that's key to this. We have different personalities. We have different communication styles. We're going to talk about some of those things, but I have some friends who don't seem at all uncomfortable in having a difficult conversation with someone. They're not afraid to broach whatever conflict there is and just address it head on. I have other friends who really don't like conflict at all, and they would rather bury it or ignore it or not have a conversation and just kind of they internalize that and it eats them up, but they never address it. First of all, let's start there. Avoiding conflict is not smart. No, it is not smart at all, Chet. When when you, when you have conflict, um, 
Uh, really one of the best things to do, or one thing that I do that the Lord has taught me is I try not to view it as quote conflict, but typically when something like that comes up, there's a misunderstanding. There's a difference of opinion. There's a new way of looking at things. And just to be able to come at you know, that situation with an open heart, with an open mind of, you know what, this is something that just needs to be talked about. It needs to be solved. And um, it's not like we're getting in there battling it out. I don't have to be right. I don't have to be wrong. Let's just figure this thing out together. Yeah. And the the right way, the biblical yes. way to address conflict is with communication and conversation, right? Because yes. when, uh, when we don't give, we, we don't approach another person in, in a situation that is tense, we fill in blanks ourselves. We make assumptions. We create these scenarios in our heads that may or may not even be true. And so the right thing to do is for us to approach that person or be receptive when they approach us and have the conversation. Because as you said, many times, it's not that there is this irreparable uh, a scenario that we're just, we just can't have relationship. A lot of times it's, we need to clarify expectations and we need to understand each other. And so it's important that we have those conversations that you have some really high level basic tips before we dive in that would be important for us to know. And the, the first one of those that you list is it's not about you. Don't take it all personally. Exactly. That was, that took me a long time to learn <laughs> that when people are upset, when people have an issue, um, it's most of the time, it's not about me and I don't need to take it personally. I've been reading through Ecclesiastes and my time alone with the Lord in the morning and uh, listen to this verse that I read just the other day. And it reminded me of some conversations that I've had to have recently. It's Ecclesiastes 7.21. And it says, do not take to heart all the things that people say. Mm. Isn't that interesting? It is. Okay. But listen to this. Lest your servant lest you hear your servant cursing you. Sometimes people are going to be angry. Sometimes they're going to say the harsh things, right? Mm. But look at verse 22. Your heart knows that many times you yourself have cursed others. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord, I am hearing what you're saying. He's saying, listen, don't take to heart all the negative things that people are saying, because, you know, sometimes when you've been frustrated and you caught yourself in a difficult situation or conflict, maybe under your breath, maybe in your mind, mm -hmm. you've said things that you just said in that moment of frustration. Mm -hmm. um, so don't, we can't take it personally. Um you know, when people say things and they're upset. Well, and oftentimes, as you said, it's not about us. It's about a situation, right? There's a problem that is that comes between us uh, that can divide us. And we need to tear those things down so that we don't allow division to fester and those things that separate us. Something that I've learned, Stephanie, as a team leader and a leader of people over the course of time is that when um, when there is a conflict, either between me and another person or between two people, I'm trying to help them work through it, is I like to say, put the problem on the wall, right? The problem is not the other person. 
And so now it's not this problem that that comes between us, but it's something that we together can now we can turn and stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder, and look at the problem that's on the wall and say, how can we together take care of this problem? The problem is the problem. You're not the problem and I'm not the problem. That's not always, uh, doesn't always work, but many, many, many uh, conflict uh, situations I have found can be worked out really easily when we address the problem, not the person. Exactly. I totally agree with you on that, Chuck, for sure. So some other basic tips you you just said, the reality is not everyone is going to be best friends all the time. That's right. Yeah. And the first time I ever heard someone say, Stephanie, not everybody's really going to like you. I was like, what? (laughs) How is is that possible? (laughs) I'm like, how does that happen? I thought, you know, but then, then they looked at me and said, do you like everyone? And I was like, oh, now God commands us to love each other. Yes. Right. But there's things about other people that we may not like um, just because of the way that we're wired. And that's okay. We still love them. We still learn to work together Mm -hmm. as the body of Christ. Right. Um, To glorify God and accomplish his purposes. Mm -hmm. And when we go into those situations, knowing that people are just wired differently, we really need to go in giving the other person the benefit of every doubt. Exactly. We do. And we have to believe. This is one thing someone taught me is to believe the best in people. And I was like, okay, I really had to think that through. And they were like, think about it, Steph. Most people aren't just trying to cause problems. They're not trying to, you know, tear down the body of Christ or whatever. They're in their mind. They think they're doing what's best, what's right They're, you know, or they may be going through a difficult time in their life, you know, so um, give people the benefit of the doubt and, and believe the best in most people. I have somebody in my life that right now that's very different from me and they think differently, they're wired differently. And sometimes, Chuck, I just want to go, ah, you know, and just shake on my face, yeah. ah, right? But I know in that person's heart, they love the Lord and they're doing what is best in the way that they are wired. And I have to keep my eyes focused on believing the best in them. So even when it's hard sometimes. And that is true. And sometimes now, and we want to give that benefit of the doubt. There's not always agreement that we can come to. Sometimes we have to own our own mistakes. Yes. (laughs) I have to do that a lot, Chuck. It's okay to say, I'm sorry. And you know, when you're having difficult conversations, sometimes the the other person is going to say things like for me, that I really need to hear, even if I don't want to hear it, you know, and I need to be open enough. And I've really had to work through this because I'm the kind of person that I'll come back at you. You know, I'm in fight or flight. I'm fine. So I've had to learn to sit back and not take it personally and to listen and to receive the things that um, I'm hearing. And then when I've messed up, I need to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's hard to do. That's called humility. 
<laughs> yes, for sure. And that can be hard. Yeah. We, and we need to, we need to pray for people when we're in conflict. We want to, we, you know, the word tells us to love our enemies, not that other people within our church who have a different perspective are enemies, but using that example, we should certainly love other brothers and sisters in the faith, even if we have disagreements. So those are all really good basics. Let's talk a little bit about some of the different personality types. And so okay. because people are wired differently. And so you, you like to use the DISC acronym? Yes. Well, that's one way of doing it. You know, D stands for that dominant person. Mm. They are confident, they're assertive. And when you have a volunteer like this, this can be really challenging in your ministry because they'll take control. They want to do it my way and they want to do it now. And sometimes they don't see the big picture. They just see what they want. So like for me, I've had to have conversations. I have, um, we have in our ministry, a, a, a person who has this dominant personality, but Chuck, this is what I've learned. If you funnel that personality in the right way, they will do amazing things for the kingdom, oh, but you've sure. got to have the hard conversation to get them funneled in the right direction. And you know what is great for this kind of person? short meals. Take them out to a short, quick lunch. They don't have time to sit around and drink coffee all day, but take them to a short, quick lunch and help them see the vision of the ministry and what needs to be done. And then ask them, can you think of some ways that you can help us get that accomplished? Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing is you're taking the hard conversation and turning it around and adapting it to their personality to get them going the right direction. That's right. To help you find solutions together. Yeah. So the, yeah. Okay, so the D is dominance. The I in disc is influence. Yes. This person loves to have fun. They want to do it the fun way. They're like, this thing, yeah, you know, somebody like this, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They'll say, oh, we just, it'll all work out. It's okay. They're very outgoing. They're very lively. But like this person, their weakness can be they over volunteer mm -hmm. or they don't follow through. So when you have a volunteer, someone on your team, you know, this person can really help in the area of um, getting people going, encouraging people. But then when it comes down to the details, you might have to have a hard conversation with this person about following through on some details. Yeah. And that could be me sometimes. <laughs> All right. So the S, the S is for steadiness. Yes. Yes. This person is steady. They're kind. They're gentle. Um, their number one desire is peace. They just want peace everywhere. They kind of want to do things the easy way. Mm -hmm. They want to keep things the way they are. And so um, change can be really hard for this personality um, style. So like for us, we just completely remodeled um, or uh, our kids area. So we dealt with a lot of change. Mm. We, we moved classrooms three different times throughout the year. So for this steady person, some of those conversations were hard with them to say, just hang in there. We're going to make it through, you know, and to help them walk through change was challenging. Mm. And then uh, the C in DISC is conscientious or conscientiousness. 
<laughs> yeah, this is our perfectionist. Oh. They like things perfect. They're a little more private. They want to do things the right way. Um, they want to know how have we done this in the past. That's very important um, to them. They're very logical, very objective. Um, so you can see how when you have, let's say, the influencer who just wants to have fun, trust me, it'll all work out. But then you have this, you know, conscientious person, the perfectionist who's like, no, we need to know the details. So you've got all these personalities coming together and sometimes it can cause conflict and it can be difficult. Yeah. And one of these is you. Right, because you you have one of these. You may be dominant. You may be the, on the influence side, or st- the steady person, or the conscientious one. And so, who you are affects how you interact with all these folks too. So, absolutely important to know how others are wired as you approach that conversation. And it's really good to have a lens that says, of course, they're going to approach this a certain way because everyone has a certain personality type. Now, you also talk about communication styles in that we need to recognize that people communicate differently. They they do. And especially in conflict, because when there's a conflict, you might have the blamer and they're going to blame you. They're going to blame the teacher. They're going to blame the church, but, but it's going to be blaming everyone else. So recognize your blamer. You might have the people pleaser. And they just want to please everyone. So when you come into this hard conversation, they're just going to figure out, okay, how can I please everyone, make everyone happy to just bring the peace? Okay. Then you might have like a distractor who is going to get off track, get off target, you know, and you've got to bring them back to, okay, this is the situation that we're discussing. Let's talk about that in a little bit. And maybe jot that down, what they, you know, jumped Mm -hmm. off task to jot that down and say, let's revisit that here in a minute. Let's see if we can, you know, come to a solution for this one situation right here. Um, Then I like to call it the computer. They just want the facts. That's it. Okay. They want the facts. So let's say you have the influencer, your influencer personality. They don't care about the facts. They just want to have fun. And your computer, all they want to know is the facts. And so you've got these two people coming together, trying to have this conversation. Um, And then I don't know if you've heard of like the leveler. They just want to keep everything level. Everybody's on the same playing field. Keep in touch with how we're feeling. So as you're going into these conversations, you can listen for these communication styles, which can help you navigate that hard conversation. Because if they're a blamer, you're going to have to step back and say, okay, we're going to need to look at who are we blaming? Why are we blaming? But it's not about somebody. It's not about a situation. Let's get back to, you know, what's happening here and and how we can solve it. And sometimes there is just a reality that people will get angry. And you may have a situation where someone comes to you and it could be a parent, it could be a volunteer, any number of people who may come to you and they're emotional in a sense that they're kind of fired up about something, right? They're out of sorts about it. And so we all need to be prepared, understanding the different personality types and the different communication styles. We sometimes just have to deal with people who are angry. And so what are some tips when you do have someone who's just upset? How do you respond? I love this, Chuck. Okay, when someone comes at me and they're angry, okay, your first thought and response needs to 
be, oh my goodness, I want to help this person. I want to be there for this person. I want to help solve what happened. It, you don't go into defense mode. You don't go in, you know, you just got to lean back and say, oh goodness, in your mind, you're thinking this. How can I help this person? How can I solve this situation? Because something obviously has happened here. And it took me a long while to get to that point in leadership to where when someone came at me angry, I had I step back, take a little deep breath and think it through. But the first thing you want to do is just listen. You got to go into your James Waltz, quick, slow, slow, quick, slow, slow, right? Quick to hear, slow to speak, uh, slow to anger. Yeah. And you're just going to put on your listening ears and just let them just get it all out. This happened to me literally not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. Mm. Just let them explode. Let them blow up because you know it's not about you. You're not taking it personally. You're you're thinking, oh, this. I'm sorry that this happened to this person. I want to help. So you just listen and listen and let them get it all out. Now, Chuck, I know our listeners can't see us, but your body language is really important while you're listening because sometimes your face can be like, oh, no, you're not saying this to me right uh-huh. now. Yeah. And your neck can be working it a little bit. You cross you know? your arms and kind of lean yes. away or turn away. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You've got to keep open an open posture, an open appearance so that they know you're receiving everything that they're saying. Mm -hmm. And this is what I've kind of learned. And I like to do when they get it all out of their system. A lot of times they'll take a breath and they'll stop. Okay. And when they stop, you just kind of pause at that moment. And then my first reaction is I am so sorry this happened. Because I am sorry this happened. Mm. I'm sorry it happened, whatever the situation was, if it was in a classroom, if it was with somebody else, you know, in on our team, I am so sorry this happened. And when you are genuinely sorry that something happened, people just naturally tend to, their level goes down. They they ease up. Yeah. 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 And then I always say, Is there anything else you can think of that I might need to know about this situation so that I can help and resolve? And then I let them come at me again. Just bring it on. Get it all out. Because the more they can get out, the better they feel. It diffuses it, right? You take the the powder out of the keg. Exactly. Exactly. And so it just really helps. And then... This is one thing I've learned. I do not try to solve the situation right there. Mm. I never do. Because what I could do is I could go into blame mode. Uh I could go into people pleasing mode. Excuse mode. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't want to do that. What I need to do is I need to take the information. I need to step back. I need to process the information. I need to see if there's a teacher I need to talk to, another parent I need to talk to, a staff member I need to talk to. So after they finish, I'll say, would it be okay with you if I take this information back, I find out all the details I need to know, and then could I reach out to you tomorrow? And that gives me time because if it's really inside, I'm about to just punch them out, you know, because that can happen (laughs) on the inside. You just feel like Um, that gives me time to diffuse, which allows me easier processing to think through the whole situation and go and find out all the details I need to find out. 
Great yeah. tips. Really great tips. Okay. The last thing is when you're having that conversation, you talk about what do you do when you have to eat the elephant? I think of this, this little construct as the compliment sandwich. So tell us about eating the elephant and your peanut butter approach. Yes. So um, our executive pastor started something and he said, we just have to eat the elephant sometimes. You know, you've heard the old saying, there's an elephant in the room. How do you eat it one bite at a time? Well, these hard conversations are elephants in the room. And so sometimes we just have to eat the elephant. So when we are having the hard conversation, it's like you said, we're going to make a peanut butter sandwich. The first Part of the conversation is going to be something. You're going to say something positive, something kind. And then the ending of the conversation is something positive and something kind. But in the middle, we have to address the sticky situation. And so one thing after you've said that positive statement, a phrase that um, I've learned to use that someone taught me is, I've noticed, okay? This phrase is so powerful because you could say, let's say you're having a hard conversation with a parent. I've noticed that um, Chuck, when he's in the room, he is so full of energy, so active. He gets so excited sometimes and he loves when he does this to touch his friends and he's strong. And sometimes when he touches his friends, it can be really hard, have you noticed this um, with your interactions with Chuck? And then just let it lay there. And so they have the opportunity to say, no, I've never noticed this. Or they might say, yes, I've noticed. And so depending on how they respond, that helps you guide the hard conversation. Mm -hmm. And it helps set up this hard conversation with if they if they've noticed it, then you can go right into the situation. They've noticed it, too. And so whenever someone says, yes, I've noticed, I I like to say, well, tell me, how are you handling it or what are you doing? What are you seeing? And then let them share their thoughts with me, because then I can find out where they are in this process, where they are in this hard conversation. Now, if they haven't noticed it, I'll ask them, hey, well, could you kind of notice, look around and and see if there's other times where you may have noticed this thing as well. But just using that one phrase I've noticed is so powerful, Chuck. Mm, great tips. Stephanie Chase, wonderful. And I'm going to share just something at the very end of your outline. You, you mentioned some four ways to overcome these difficult conversations. The first one is keep your attitude right. Uh, pray and stay in the word. Keep your back to the past. Forgive and forget what's behind. Keep your eye on the goal. Become more like Christ or become like Christ. We're not perfect. We're becoming like him. We're in progress. And then keep your strength to the task. Don't let anything keep you from what God is calling to do. You need to learn from these situations. Stephanie Chase, such wonderful words of wisdom. That was my alliterative way of putting the back piece of bread on our peanut butter sandwich today.
Oh, thank you so much, Chuck. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your friendship to Lifeway, to Lifeway Kids, and to the listeners of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Stephanie, we so appreciate you. And listeners, you can get more at the Edge Conference this October, October 9th, 10th, and 11th, right here in Nashville. Free parking, lower prices. Come yourself, bring your team to the Etch Next Gen Conference. You can find information at etchconference.com. Go check that out. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And listeners, thank you for listening. Come back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.